on Blues Radio International. We're here today with David Crosby. Welcome, David. Hi. Appreciate your joining us. Uh, as someone who has had a career that has spanned a variety of types of American music, I'm especially honored to sit down with you uh, as we broadcast blues music to the world. Um, what influence do you think blues music has had in what you've done in your career? Well, it's had a huge influence on everybody and everything they've done uh, in this country and in most of the world, I think. Blues probably speaks to more people than any other form of music, I, I think, because uh, it's so roots, it's so deeply embedded you know, uh, in all of American music and, and in everybody's hearts. I, th I think it speaks to more people than, than rock and roll or classical music or certainly than pop music, which is about as deep as a birdbath. And uh, the, the blues, blues talks to your soul, talks to your insides, you know. And, uh, and so, it, it, of course, it affected me. One of the first records I had was that Robert Johnson record. And I immediately stuck a piece of it onto our the first Crosby still and Nick. You better call in your kitchen, cause it's going to be raining outside. You brought it up before I did. <laughs> that that actually is the first piece of blues music that many white kids heard, though. Probably, but it went along. You know, I mean. There were people who came, you know, came along in, during my era. Stevie Ray leaps to mind, uh, but uh, he's certainly not the only one. I think Bonnie is the true standard bearer. I, you know, I mean, Mavis Staples, the whole Staples singers, uh, you know, and uh, and 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 certainly, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, everybody in, in rhythm and blues, everybody. And but Bonnie, Bonnie had, is probably I think maybe the best blues singer alive. I think uh, I'm mean, certainly my favorite singer alive. Period of any kind, you know. A lot of people would point out Aretha, but Bonnie does it without trying. It's just, she, you know. She picks up a guitar and breathes blues. It's just, it's coming out of her pores. I don't know. I'm a little little fake kitty from the from the suburbs. I don't know. You know, I you know, and even I sing some. Uh, but but Bonnie, she goes deep. You know. The. The respect that you've shown over the years, and, and Bonnie and a handful of others for blues music, at least in my mind, carried this music through a period where it very much was at risk. There was an attenuated audience, to put it mildly. Yeah, well, Beatles come, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was just a great horn player, played two or three horns at the same time. Uh, Russ on Roland Kirk. Rossan Roland Kirk. Uh, I remember I was watching him in a jazz club, and he said, it "Was good, jazz was good." And then along come the Beatles and messed the whole thing up. And he knew because he had a couple little, little, little white kid, you know, folkies sitting in there. He, he was talking to us. 
and uh, and uh, but yeah, it got a little thin on the ground. Uh, but you know, you can't kill it because pretty soon somebody's heart will break, and and what what other kind of music they gonna sing? You know, uh, Lord alone knows the world is full of heartbreak, and music makes you feel better. And if you can't say, you know, I don't know how she could do that to me, you know, uh, it gets it off your chest, you know. Uh, and uh, and that's big. That's a big, therapeutic, wonderful, cathartic, enormously good human thing. Besides being good. Fantastic goddamn music. What do you think cuts across cultures and allows people who've got confirmed listeners in 120 countries, places that you would not normally say you'd find blues listeners? Well, you, do? you have to go a little deeper when you look at it. It's not just blues, but now music is magic. It's been one of mankind's main magics since the caveman dance around his fire going oh, go, bugga, 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 bugga. he was music that was music that was his magic mojo well it always has been for us you know Bach God rest his soul uh, and all of those cats uh, music's magic uh, So, it does speak to everybody, and it does cross cultural boundaries. Uh, Kalahari Bushman can play music with an Eskimo. May never be able to speak with him, but he can play music with him. You know, it's there's two universal languages: music and math. Everybody gets. Everybody gets it. You can. When we send stuff out there, say, hello, anybody in the neighborhood? You know, on the rockets? That's what it starts with. You know? Universal. Can't mistake it. Uh, music, same way. Music just reaches right across any boundary you want. You can put up all the walls you want. Music will go right through them. Music went across the, the, the Berlin Wall like it wasn't even there. It's right through it, you know? People in Russia were risking their lives to get a Beatles album and a pair of jeans. Risking their lives. Literally. This is not, you know, hyperbole. This is, they did. They would literally risk their life to get a Beatles album. I think about that. Hmm. Um, Cross-cultural, I don't even describes it. You know, transcultural. I, I, I fully could envision people from a much more advanced civilization coming here and saying, "But lovely, nice primitives, good art. That thing they do with arranging the air molecules in, in, in patterns, that's, that's lovely. What do they call that? Music. Ah, we like it. We'll take some. Eh. We'll give you the formula for faster than light drive for all the blues. I could see it. I could totally 
I, I, I could handle that exchange. Uh, it's such a wonderful thing, man, music. And the blues, deep at the heart of it. For every single musician I know. I just did, did some stuff with Wynton Marsalis. You know the Marsalis family. Anybody that knows music knows about the Marsalis family. <clears throat> Playing with that band, it's like a little kid getting to play with the big kids. You know, they're all Juilliard, Berkeley School of Music, you know, at somebody's music school. They all can read and write and chart for an entire orchestra. They all, you know, if they play a woodwind, they play everything from Barry Sachs up to a piccolo. And they can also sing and also play keyboard. All of them also play keyboard in in alter in, to allow them to be able to arrange and write. They all play keyboard and sing. Everybody. And uh, look at these guys. These are guys who've given their entire lives to music. They got it. They grew up and said, "Yeah, that's what I'm going to do." And they did. And now they're like master class. And they come in there and we, we miss a cue, they just, they don't blink. Let's wait for it to come around again. We realize we've screwed up. We go for it. They're right here. Looking at you like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah. Cool. And there, it's such a school, it's such a head stretcher, such a, a thing to exist for a moment in a world of completely deep, dyed-in-the-wool musicians to the core. And every single one of those guys worships and treasures and bows down at the altar of the blues. Every one. Why do people who have the ability to work with and create extremely complex music go back to something that's based on three chords? Because the heart's in it. The heart of the whole thing is in there. This came from you know people you know from like work songs and chain gang songs and 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 African stuff and uh, you know chants they had and stuff. And that's one reason why it happened here, because we had the black people here. Blues came from black people. Let's not talk any bullshit. That's where it came from, and they brought it and they gave it to us. God bless them. You know, and uh, which is not to slack Bonnie Raitt and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, <laughs> because they obviously understand it. So it is, it's not a, a, a genetic gene pool thing, it's, it crosses from heart to heart. And uh, man, I don't know where we'd be without it. I don't, I don't think we could have invented jazz without it. You know, I think that, you know, People, you know, players. I think. I think you know. Bill Evans would have told you. Oh, yeah. No, no. We couldn't. We couldn't have done this if they hadn't done that first. How do you see the mosaic of American music fitting together? You were saying before we started the interview that there are really three kinds of music that we've created in this country. How do they relate to one another? As you've gotten to stand back and gain some perspective. Well, blues and jazz. Right next to each other, because jazz came from blues players getting more sophisticated. It's not a real stretch to go from 
you know, somebody playing blues just well to Oscar Peterson, to Bill Evans, to, you know, it's just like, it's, and you know where it came from. Uh, the other ones, jazz, well, once, once you heard any jazz, once Louis Armstrong crept into your house, training miles not far behind, and that pr that pretty much stuck the stake in the ground. And now you got guys now like Brad Meldow. <sighs> Did he play that? You know, uh, all descended from the same place. All descended from you know, Howlin' Wolf, John Lee. Like I said, you know, you better call. Uh, the other one, bluegrass. Now that's a whole other ball of wax. That's like uh, Celtic roots dropped into the middle of uh, of the mountains there. You know, back east, and uh, and then the banjo came along. You know. It's actually a Mexican instrument. It was invented by Emilio Banjo. It's very famous. You probably don't know that. Emilio Banjo. The Banjo. I'm lying. I'm lying. My teeth. Not true. Uh, bluegrass, man, uh, they'll tell you, you know, that they came from, from that music. Absolutely. Because they recognize it when they hear it. As a matter of fact, there, there's an exchange now back and forth between. Ireland and Scotland and and America of bluegrass people, they go over there and play, and they say, "I recognize that. I, I recognize that." And the other guy says, "Yeah, I, I totally hear it." You know, and they're talking to each other back and forth now. And they, they'll play each other's festivals and stuff. Uh, bluegrass mm, has evolved up to the level of Allison Krauss and Union Station. If it goes any further than that, I don't know how, how it can get any better, but she's probably one of the greatest singers alive. No, probably is one of the greatest singers alive, and that band knock you right on your ass at a hundred paces. <laughs> They're just beyond belief. Jerry Douglas, and they all, believe me, Jerry Douglas can play the blues and make you cry. And, and that whole band, Bluegrassers. Play the blues and make you cry. Allison Krauss can make you cry anyway. Uh, I'm proud of that. The United States has done a lot of horrific things, a lot of things I'm ashamed of. I really love this country. But I, I, I look at those three things and I think we gave the world the blues, jazz, and bluegrass, and we didn't do a bad thing there. Maybe done a bad thing a lot of other places, but those are lifting forces, those are elevating forces for humanity, for the whole human race. So, at least there, we did something good. What's the role of improvisation in these three truly American forms of music? And the reason I ask this is that I, I got to interview Rich Del Grosso, who you may know as a great blues mandolin player, who has gone over and taught master classes in Italy. And while classically trained musicians that he plays with are technically probably far superior to what you could posit a good player might be, he said 
when you step off into improvisation, it's a different world for them. Different world for them. They're used to working off the chart. And so how, how is that a part of the American tradition in well, these three forms of music? You're talking about, in all three of the American forms of music, you're talking about unschooled players for the most part. Certainly at the beginning. None of them knew how to read. I don't know how to read. I'm illiterate. Uh, so improvisation pretty much comes naturally if you don't, if it's, you're not playing a chart. Because you do it this way, and then, hey, I could, do, I could also do, and so you, you know, you start that, and it's a slippery slope. You know, you, you may be playing band charts on your trumpet when you're in high school, but once you hear Miles Davis, <laughs> Your world changes. Your world changes. Your world changes. I've probably listened to sketches in Spain, oh, a thousand times. At least. Now that part of that is Gil Evans, the arranger who revoiced the Cajero de Aranjuez for a modern orchestra and trumpet playing the guitar part. Part of it's him, because he did a fantastic job. But it was wild. That. Just he got you, and uh, improvisation. You know, I love charts. I listen to Winton and the big band play charts, and they just slaughter at a distance. I mean, you hear a big horn section playing a really well-written chart, it will knock your socks off. But improvisation, no. There's a whole lot of people can do it in every possible way, you know. Ala Raka improvises on the tabla, and and Ella Fitzgerald improvises with her voice, and and you know certainly uh, uh, every other you know musical strain in every country of the world, you know, evolves to there. If you're a good player really good player. You start playing your own melody. Is that something that really can be taught or is that no. just a plateau that you no. achieve at some point? It's part of the 10,000 hour rule. You, know, you, you just, you have to play that long in order to get good at anything. I certainly have sung more than 10,000 hours and, and probably played more than 10 too. <coughs> but if you You played long enough to get really good, and that's how long it takes. Then you can't help you know, bringing the blues with it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, my first album I paid my own money for was Duke and Ella, and you know. You could still listen today and learn, right? Hell yeah, Duke Ellington. Are you kidding? You know, he there's a guy who played the blues anytime he sat down. Not a problem. Go right there. Never play the same thing twice. Ever. 